Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Farah Hussain. Farah, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. Good morning, Amy, and thank you very much for having me. And where are you joining us from today, Farah? From Glasgow in Scotland, and my accent is always a giveaway where I'm from, so there you go. Oh, it's fabulous. It's really good. And we met in, in the world that is Clubhouse quite a few months ago now. And I think both of us have since departed Clubhouse, but we're carrying on the conversation here today. What is it that you're doing at the moment, Farah? Right now, I'm focusing on um, human-centred networking. That's what my focus is on. And uh, through the creation of Farah Networking, that's what um, is happening at the moment. And what other types of networking are there if we're not human-centred? Great question. Um, there's a lot of networking out there. And my understanding and my um, experience and research tells me there's not enough of human-centred networking. Because networking, what is happening is, is happening on that surface, just that surface level. There's no deep meaning connections on building relationships. Whereas some of the networking events do say they do that. But again, every networking event is for different types of people. My focus is human-centred networking. And how long have you been doing this human-centred networking? The FARA networking um, opened doors on 4th of May last year during covid um, it's something that I should have done earlier because I wanted to open up my own business cafe, a platform where people can eat, meet and connect and have a platform where like-minded people come together. It didn't happen because of COVID and then hence why, again, I, I believe COVID could have been or is for me was a blessing in disguise in various ways, yes and no at other times. And I just seized the opportunity and I thought, right, why not just take this online and make it global. So in some sense, it was another lockdown baby. Yes, that's right. That's right. So why lockdown and why not before? What was it? What was happening before that you, you didn't launch this particular business? Many things. There's many factors. Self-belief, confidence, finance. You're in your comfort zone and you are, you're living your life on an autopilot. That's exactly what was happening before um, COVID. And I think that was the case for a lot of people. I mean, for certainly for me, I found myself in that place that you've just described, the, the sort of the lack of self-belief or the lack of confidence and finance and, and not willing to switch off that autopilot and step out of the comfort zone. And I, I understand that. So what happened whilst you were in isolation for you to take all of these steps and change things? Um, Amy, that's a really, really good question, and I've not really been asked that, but I do think about it my, myself. Um, I was working with a, with a company, let's just, let's just say, who seen my skill set, who believed more in me than I believed in myself. And I think when COVID came, they 
took advantage of the situation, knowing that this person can't go anywhere because of lockdown and they'll have to stick with us. So they changed the goalpost and dangled carrots and said, we'll do this, this and that. And it was just like a fire in my belly. And I thought, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to say yes to something that I don't feel right with. So it was a tough decision. And I said, no, this isn't for me. And I made the decision and then it was like a weight that's lifted off my shoulders. And to be very honest, Amy, I didn't know what I was going to do after I said no. And I'm such a positive person. In three days, I went into my room and I cried. And then I got fed up crying. I'm like, I don't like crying. What can I do? And then all of a sudden the idea came, oh my God, my business cafe, that's exactly what I wanted to do. That was my dream. That was my, my baby at the time and it didn't work. Uh, but I just thought, right, I can do this. So and that's how Farah Networking came into being because I'd already created visibility. I'd already created that core foundation before you start a business. So it wasn't a business like I've opened this up and I'm waiting for people to come in. I had already had customers waiting to come in. And I think that was a moment of realization for me was that I could do this. And with that fire in your belly and, and that knowing that you can do this, did you find your self-belief and your confidence or did it evolve? It evolved. It evolved. On the surface, I'm going to be very open and honest with you here, Amy. On the surface, I'm a confident person, right? Very confident. You would not know that there's anything going on behind closed doors. But it's not until I met a particular person during COVID. And as soon as I spoke to her, I knew I needed help emotionally within me. So she helped me unblock so many things which I didn't realise that I was holding on to. And as soon as that unblockage went, that's when the true Farah came out and started building that confidence, the self-belief came in. And now I believe I'm in a situation where this is what I say and people laugh at me at times, but I inspire myself. I absolutely are in awe of what I'm doing. I love me and I love what I do. And that inspires me to keep going. I love that. And that realisation is, is a new one for you. Is yes. it a, 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 what was happening before? It was, I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you are trying to work on yourself. I was doing a lot of self-help. I was reading a lot of books. But I didn't really know how to shift shift the stuff because until you don't realise what's going on within you, you can't make that change. And when you realise what's inside you that needs to be changed, then you have that aha moment. And then that's when it comes. The difference is that you want to make the change. When you want to do something, you will find a way to do it or else you will find excuses. So that want inside me, wanted to change, wanted to unblock those things. And that was the aha moment. Because a lot of us walk around and do things in the normal life, but they don't realise that they're carrying trauma, they're carrying some, some blockage. They don't know how to live in the moment. And that was me. I never knew how to live in the moment. And it is so true. I've just read two fantastic books. One is The Courage to Be Disliked and the other is The Courage to Be Happy. And they, they're 
addressing Adlerian psychology and exactly that, that whole just being able to live in the moment, in the here and now. And it's such a a weight, as you say, lifted off the shoulders. So what's the vision for you? What is, what's the why, Farah? Why? My vision is to empower as many people as I can to become independent thinkers and understand and ask the question, why? Because if we don't ask why, and if we don't get the answers, we will be following a majority of people and just leading our lives following just for the sake of following, right? We're brainwashed into doing things as maybe the system tells us what to do or anything like that. I want to to get myself out of that system because this is my life, this is my rules, I live the way I want to, and if it feels right, I'm going to do it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that is what I I want people to understand, is that you need to surround yourself with positivity, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, you need to have the courage to stand up and ask why. So that is my mission, and I'm doing it through human-centered networking. I love that. I love the the empowering people to become independent thinkers and ask the, the question why. I mean, clearly that, that's something I'm, I'm passionate about, and, and you know that. What's the, what was a shift for you and, and now seeing other people who are making the, that transformation into the, the, the sort of same evolution that you went through how do you see people do that you don't um you have to go through a journey you have to go through a process and my life when I go really back it's it's a process every single thing that I've gone through obstacles of the hardships it's made me into the person I am today and understanding that you have to go through these things instead of like an obstacle comes your way and thinking that's it, I give up, I don't want to do this anymore. But you've got to change that shift into thinking, why am I going through this? What lessons can I learn from this obstacle or this hardship or this tragedy? What can I do with that and take from that? And then when you understand that, that can make you a more resilient, determined person within. It gives you that strength. Because now that strength that I carry on, I always say, right, what next? If there's no obstacle, I can't learn. I'll be in my comfort zone. I'll be just going on things. I look for things like that, things like that are happening. I I want to know why it's happening. I want to learn from that and I want to grow from that. So this is why it's really important to live in the moment and be present and understand what's going on. And that's what I see. When I see people and I talk to people, I can see pain in their eyes. But they're just going, they're on autopilot. I'm not a therapist and I'm not a counsellor and I'm not a psychotherapist, right? But I can tell you one thing, Amy. Life has thrown so many obstacles in my way. I've seen so much happening. People taking advantage of my vulnerability. And I don't not want other people to go through the same thing that I went through. And it's important that when you have an open conversation, sometimes somebody just wants to have a conversation 
even a 10 minute, someone that can get you and understand you. And oh boy, at that time, I wish I did. I wish I trusted people and I could open up. I didn't. So taking all that experience, taking that knowledge, understanding empathy, understanding all these things, I'm using that as my life experience into helping others. There is a paradox there in, in the way, Farah, that if you hadn't experienced those hardships and the trauma, you wouldn't have the passion potentially that you don't want other people to experience that and that you wouldn't necessarily have this mission and vision to to empower others. You You would be naturally empowered so you wouldn't have that desire to to know how much it means to you and it, it's a difficult one because obviously you wouldn't wish you don't want to wish this hardship on others and yet sometimes that may be potentially needed to then realize what is also available yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. But then you do think about it as well. Uh, you go back and think, you ask your younger self, what would you, what advice would you give your younger self? And you do ask these questions. But no, you're right. You have to go through this. But then again, a lot of people will go through things and they'll still stay where they are. They may grow, but they'll just grow for themselves. They may have that strength, but they'll have it for themselves. But what I believe in now with all the stuff that I've done and that I went through is that I knew that I have a purpose, but I just couldn't find what the purpose was. And then as years went by and the jigsaw puzzle just fitted in, all the dots seemed to be joining just like this. And now I know exactly what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, and what legacy will I leave behind. So with all these independent thinkers that you're empowered, what do you want them to do? I want these people to believe in themselves. I want them to have that confidence. I want them to be empowered enough that they will have a ripple effect. Now, let's just, for talking sake, right, with my human-centered networking, I'll go into that in more depth. So you have a group of five people who are in, who are like-minded and they've got some sort of commonality, right? They're in that group, they're empowering each other, they're supporting each other, right? They will stop listening to the outside noise because they've got that support mechanism there. They're out there, they can go and achieve whatever they want because I believe every single one of us has it and we can make it if only we believed we could. And when you believe you can, you will go out of your way and you will do it if you have the right people, the right support to help and back you up all the time. So you've got your five people that you, who are meeting or how, how does it work? Explain how your human-centered networking actually comes together. So FANA networking, first of all, is for business people, entrepreneurs, startups who like for business, they all come together and we meet every single week and we have conversations and we build up networking. But the human-centered networking part is that I take 
I get, I get, I know all my members. I work with them very closely. So out of those, we pick like-minded people who are diamonds, who are, have got so much to give and support and help one another, but they just don't have the confidence. So I put five people together who are like-minded. So the commonality, let me just give you an example. Commonality could be that they're just starting up as a, as a base, right? They're all starting up, they're all on the same journey, but they don't have the confidence with their business idea how to do things. So it's not a mastermind. Let me just make this clear. It's not a mastermind. Now, in those conversations, it could be something that's blocking them. Maybe it could be a personal thing. And when they've got that safe place to discuss what's blocking them, then that group will help and support them right? We've got experts, therapists who will come in and support the group and give them the right tools and to help them as well. So that's where, that's how the human-centered networking works because it's a long-term investment. It's an investment for life. And it's really, really important that you surround yourself with like-minded people, that you're not going out asking people, you're not paying for tons of, 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 of like, say, courses or anything. But at the end of the day, if you don't work in, you, in your inner self, it doesn't matter how much investment you put out there, it's not going to work. And when you do that, you'll have people saying the same thing that I just said, I'm inspired by me. And that's what I want everyone to do. So if that one person empowers himself or herself, will empower the family member, will empower the friend, will empower the brother, sister, will empower the children. You just don't know. That's the ripple effect. By changing that one person from within, then you'll start seeing the effect over a period of time. And you mentioned earlier about going back to speaking to your younger self. What would your conversation be to the younger Farah? Now, when I look back, right, I can't change anything. And I wouldn't want to change anything. Just exactly what you said. Because if I did change things, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. We wouldn't be having a conversation. I wouldn't be out there helping others and having groups of people in a human-centered networking way. And you said about people are carrying trauma without even recognizing it, that they're, that they're just sort of walking around essentially in that autopilot way. And it's that aha moment that you, some people have. And some people have it and it's a real like wham. And as, as others experience, it's more of an evolution but it's still it's still there. And some people, to be fair, don't even experience it at all. They go through their entire life without even recognizing what their purpose is or what may have held them back because they just didn't realize that they had that potential within them. But we're all unique and we all have something special to contribute. But what would you say you, you said about the legacy? Clearly, this work means a lot and you're empowering these people. But what would you say my work is done? My work will never be done until the day I die, right? Because it's ongoing. It's a commitment that I've made to myself that I'm going to do it. It brings tears to my eyes. Um, thinking there's so many people out there that need help and support. I individually can't help everyone. It doesn't work like that. But if we create 
structure and if we create a platform where five individuals can get together and have those soul conversations and they know that their conversation is there, they've got someone to back them, support them and help them, right? And I know that I've created a system that even when I die, that legacy is still kept going. Yeah, that's really, really important to me because it, it's it's everything. That's my why, Amy. That is my why. That's what gets me out of bed every morning is that who can I make happy? Who can I put a smile on someone's face? That just gives me a buzz. Because at the end of the day, Amy, right, it's not about money, okay? Business, if you have a purpose, everything will just start coming. But if you forget your why, you forget the purpose, and that you're chasing money all the time, the end of the day, the way I see it, we came alone into this world and we're going alone. We're not taking all that money with us. But if God is giving you a way to help others, he is giving you that tool and you're using that tool to help others as a way of giving back. Yeah, because we're not going to keep it. It's not going to go with us in the grave. You know, at the end of the day, I can only sleep in one house, one bed. I can only have one house. I can only have one car. And I don't understand why people have all these big things. Um, but I will say money is a tool for me to use for others. Absolutely. And you, you recognize that you needed help emotionally. And you've talked a lot about your feelings. You've talked about how you now feel and in knowing that you're helping others behind closed doors are you now a confident person every single day amy i have to work on myself and if i don't i'll go i'll fall back into that trap how i look after myself is i have a routine i like waking up in the morning and i love going out for a walk and that's where i get all my aha moments it's my time it's it's really important that i do that i go to the gym regularly i walk i meditate i look after myself i understand that i have to look after me first before i go out and help anyone else and that's what I figured out. Now, we actually think about it, right? These things are all just common sense. We know we should be doing all these things. But the thing is, it's not common practice and people don't do it. And I've got two older children who are now grown up and doing their own thing. However, um, it's important when, you, when your children get to that stage, you understand how to let them go. Because I have a life. I have my own purpose. I love my family to bits. They'll always be my number one priority. However, I come first. This is me now, which took me a long time to understand. So every day I have to work on me. And I do wonder often, Farah, when, when you are raising children, because they are essentially so dependent upon you, that you do lose that sort of self because you are caring for those who are more vulnerable and that's just the way that they are until they get to a certain age and then the, there's a shift and sometimes people don't shift out of that they stay very focused on on their children 
throughout you know their life and you're right I mean it my children are, are more grown up now they're late teens and it has given me a huge amount of space headspace physical space but just learning space as well of of learning how that dynamic has now shifted knowing that that now you've got a bigger family essentially you're you're extending your family you're still focused on them as well but you understand where your part is where how you how you are a role within a bigger system, a bigger family. That's right. You, you, you're absolutely right, and you've got to, you've got to understand that as well. I mean, I've met many mums, same age as me, who won't go do anything without their children, even though the children are grown up. And I always say to them, guys, we've all got dreams, we've all got aspirations, right? Yes, we had we had to put that on hold because we the children needed us when they were younger. Now they've got their own life. Let them live their life. Let them make their mistakes. But you just let them know that you're there to support and back them, back them up whenever they need you. Focus on yourselves. Yeah, it's so important. And again, it's a realisation. It's not until later on in life when you actually realise. And it's sometimes you can hear kids, they'll come back and throw it back at your face. Well, I never told you to do that. I'm like, oh, that's right, you didn't. I didn't. So you take that full responsibility and say, okay, fair enough. I get your point. You go and do what you do. I'll do. I'll stick to what I do. But that love and bond will always be there. It's a really important point to make, Farah, because the tasks of your children are their, are their tasks to make and their decisions to make. And a lot of parents feel that it's their decision to to coerce them to, to in their education, to sort of encourage them, to, to force them to work, to, to really push them. But actually, it, focusing on your own tasks is what's important and allowing them to fail, allowing them to make those mistakes, because then they've got choice. Yeah. And that's that's what I, I feel is really important. And it goes against the way the societal expectation of, of what the sort of teaching or the education system is such. But it is so liberating when you recognize that that's what's important is to allow everybody to focus on their own tasks. Exactly. You know, absolutely right. And I've raised my children to become independent thinkers without realizing what I was doing, Amy. And it was important for me to make sure that they understand from right to wrong. And if you, if your children understand that, right, and they know they've made a mistake and they've come to you and said, look, I've, I've bucked up, you know, that's okay because we've done it. We've done it in the past, right? We've made mistakes. We're still going to make mistakes, but we just got to learn from it. And it's really, really important that the children understand there's, there's, there's boundaries. Mm. It's important. Yeah. So independent thinking, human-centred networking, what is next? Quite a few things, Amy. It's, it's amazing how things come from one thing that you do and then you create something else and then something else comes from that. Yes, there's other things in the making, but my focus right now is certainly human-centred networking, which I've started doing, and it is. Um, it will go on a global level, we're already creating those groups. And I'm very, very excited about it because it, it gives me that excitement thinking, oh my God, these people are going to be doing this, this and that. And, and it is only having those conversations. It's nothing big. It's not something that I've created that nobody is doing. It's just focusing on soul conversations with the right people 
like-minded people, commonality, and the relationship, the connections, and that's where it starts happening. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I am in awe of you and I, you are inspirational for sure, Farah. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. How would people get in contact with you? Through uh, LinkedIn, Instagram or TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Get you. <laughs> TikTok, yes. <laughs> I've seen your reels on Instagram and I haven't stepped over that sort of I don't know it just feels I'm just not natural but you are so natural in them it's fantastic I love the way you you sort of really come alive it's it's certainly your sort of way of communicating it's brilliant I'm a storyteller Amy I don't like writing I like telling stories very visual person and what's come out of understanding your self-worth and believing in yourself is just being unapologetically you So when you just be you, it doesn't matter who sees you, where you have that conversation, always be that person. And it's important. And when you are you, you don't care what others are going to say. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Farah, thank you for coming on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure exploring the world of Farah networking. Indeed. How would you like to close out the episode today? I just want everybody to understand that your gut is never wrong start listening to your gut and when you start listening to your gut everything will just fall into place thank you for listening to the focus on why podcast i'm amy rowlandson and if you've enjoyed this episode please leave me a five-star apple podcast review connect with me on linkedin instagram and facebook and become a member of my inspiring uplifting and positive focus on why facebook group I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.